Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to another session on the podcast of Muslim Birth World with Dul Al Kabalia, me, Amy. And we are joined here today with Shan. And Shan has an amazing platform with two accounts Zen with Shan and Zen through motherhood. So you can find both of these accounts on Instagram. In a previous podcast, you may have heard me mention Shan, because I have, um, and that was because I recapped the Clubhouse session. But because the topic was so mm, deep and there was so much profound knowledge shared, I really felt it was important that we actually brought Shan to the platform herself because I want to hear what she's got to say firsthand. And I'm sure that this, this information doesn't only you know, ring true in my ears and please me, but it's also going to be really beneficial for other people. Um, so yeah, without further ado, as I know that certain people say on these platforms, I would like to introduce Shan and hand it over to Shan. So hi, Shan. Hello, Amy. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. I'm good. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me on your platform, on your podcast. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you. It's a privilege. Yeah. So hello, everyone. Thank you for listening. So my name is, my name's actually Shantise, but I like to go as Shan. <laughs> um, and I am here with Amy on her podcast. Um, I'm here today to talk about Paternal Mental Health Week. So we had an amazing talk probably about two months, it feels forever, but it wasn't that long ago, maybe like a month or two months ago, mm-hmm. where about we actually discussed, month. yeah, about a month ago, where we discussed about maternal mental health. So we're going to be um, just like continue that conversation because it was a really nice conversation that we had on um, Amy's Clubhouse group. So we're going to continue that today and talk all things maternal mental health. So I'll just introduce myself a little bit more. (laughs) Um, Amy done a really good job at introducing me, but I'll just introduce myself a little bit more. So my name is Shantice. Um, You can also call me Shan. I have two Instagram accounts, which Amy mentioned. One is called Zemushan. And one is called Zen Through Motherhood. So I actually run my own yoga and wellness business called Zen Rishan. <laughs> it's all in the name. I'm on all platforms as Zen Rishan. So I teach yoga online. I teach private classes. I teach humans. And I also teach um, pregnant women and birthing people, those in the pre and postnatal stage. I am also a baby wearing educator. So I help people be able to carry safety. Yes, <laughs> being able to carry safely. So parents and caregivers. I am a healer, specifically um, I practice in Reiki healing. So that is um, energy transfers. I help people just to connect with their mind, body and soul. I'm a wife, I'm a mama to a very busy two-year-old. <laughs> and yeah, I am just here living on earth, just being able to help people strive to unlock their self-discovery. And I'm also on a journey of myself as well through healing. Um, I'm very passionate about healing and also self-care as well. So, yeah, that's a little bit about me, (laughs) a little bit about me. Um, So, yeah, I think we'll get into our topic for today. And I'm going to start with just explaining what maternal mental health, not week, what maternal mental health is. So... What is maternal mental health? So the term actually is either perinatal or maternal are often used interchangeably when talking about a mother's mental health. So it can be uh, prenatal 
or so that's during pregnancy or postnatally after pregnancy as well. So this is a very common language that we use for women or birthing people. And also in many countries, as many as one in five new mothers experience some type of perinatal mood. This can be an anxiety disorder, which sometimes can occur during a pregnancy or after as well. So these illnesses frequently go um, unnoticed a lot of the time, unfortunately, or even untreated, and often with tragic or long-term consequences for both mother and child. So maternal mental health, mental health, altogether well-being is so, so important. Um, I believe that it's something that as like humans, we really need to make sure we're checking in with ourselves because it really just aligns us how we live our lives every single day as well. So looking after your mental health, especially as a mother, is so important. Also fathers too, we cannot forget about the dads because dads are important too. So it's just important to have that support on both ends as well, you know. Um, so I'll also just state some stats about um, perinatal mental health, maternal mental health. So approximately 68% of women and 58% of men with mental health problems are parents. So very, very common. And again, it can be very small. You can suffer very smallly or very bigly. It just depends on you as a person. So the most common mental health problems experienced during pregnancy and after birth are anxiety, depression, and post-traumatic stress disorder. So these are very, really, really common as well. And again, it can happen during pregnancy or even before. So women experiencing maternal mental health problems sometimes can have serious mental health issues, severe depressive, to depressive illnesses, mild to moderate depressive illnesses as well, and anxiety can really, really peak and be really, really high. So it's just really important to make sure that we are supporting women, we are looking after women and nourishing them, women and men, um, and just being able to hear them and just hold space for them as well. So next week is actually Maternal Mental Health Week in the UK. I was trying to look actually, Amy, on the dates online to see if there was another date in America. I feel like there is, but I don't know the Pacific date. So anyone that's listening, have a look, do some research about it, because I know um, the USA, they do celebrate it as well. And they do bring awareness for that week. But in the UK, we actually celebrate it from... The, so this year it will be Monday the 2nd to Sunday the 8th of May 2022. So this week was actually organised by the Perinatal Mental Health Partnership UK. So these, these people are basically the ones that launched the first ever UK Maternal Mental Health Awareness Week and they launched it back in 2014. So yeah, it's been around for a few years and it's that's good. And I'm sure every single year it gets bigger and bigger. So originally, this was actually organised by a very small group of women who basically just wanted to come together and bring awareness, speak about it, find ways to support women through their maternal mental health, which I think is amazing, amazing. Also, the theme this year that they have is the power of connection, which I, I love that because connection is so important, especially just being a mama, <laughs> being a dad, just having those close connections, connections with others, but most importantly, connecting with yourself. So that is the theme for this year, the power of connection. I know that online, they're going to be doing a few 
online events. Um, I'm not too sure if they have anything in person. But again, anyone listening in, definitely have a look. They have a website and you can check out what else they have as well. So I am going to talk about now the importance of mental health, especially in women, because I am a woman, a woman, and we're here talking today. So mental health within women, I I believe it's really important. It's it's probably one of the biggest things that as women we ignore. And a lot of the times we just act like things are good. <laughs> and deep down, it's not good. You know, we, we ignore it so much to the point it gets worse. And then we don't know basically how to um, cope with it. So really just holding space. I like to say holding space, probably heavy say it a lot, but just holding space for yourself. If you feel that you just don't feel right, because as, as women, we have those days, every single day is different. If you feel that you don't feel yourself or something's up, just really acknowledge where it is, like really sitting in your feelings. Some people find it harder than others to, you know, sit in their feelings, acknowledge their emotions. But I think just being kind to yourself and being patient is really important. And remember that we all suffer with some sort of mental health issues, it can be big or small, and don't ever feel embarrassed, embarrassed about it motherhood is hard <laughs> and it's just important to make sure that we have those close connections and really listening in to ourselves so just wanted to just talk a little bit as well about my own experience um just dealing with my own maternal mental health I guess and I have a two-year-old now so I've been a mom for two years <laughs> it feels it feels like longer but it hasn't been long my son just grown so they grow quickly right Amy they just yeah, they grow super quickly. So my own journey on my maternal mental health has been, it's been good. It's, it's better, I would say. I'll say in the beginning was really, really hard. Um, so I had a very traumatic birth with my son. I had a emergency section and yeah, it was the hardest thing I've ever had to go through in my whole entire life. And I feel like that really opened me up to just like, my mental health, but as a mum now, like as a mother, made into mother, like as a mother, as some someone who is looking up to me every single day, um, it really changed because I I felt my mood. Oh, you okay, Baba? Bit of choker in the milk. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's when they like they're sleeping, a little bit of saliva trickles in there. Yeah. Throat, isn't it? <laughs> And then they're like, hold on a minute. <laughs> I gotta yeah, have a he's back on now though. <laughs> he's yeah. back on now. Are you okay, Okay. Um, so yeah, I my maternal mental health definitely took a toll on that experience um during birth. And I, I feel like I realized that it did probably three months after having my son. Um, you know, being a yoga teacher, being a wellness teacher, I am I'm into looking after my mental health, but I found it very hard to like look after myself whilst trying to look after someone else in my family. Right. Um, so there would be times where I just felt very down, very alone. Um, and more, it was more for me about my birth than anything else. Mm. So, yeah. So I feel like during that time, I, I just had to just take some action, basically um, take some action within myself and how I'm kind of, maneuvering um one of the greatest gifts is baby wearing and that honestly saved me um just parenting and just being a new mom and just figuring out how to do things how to maneuver 
um, I found baby wearing so therapeutic um, and that's why I've become a baby wearing educator because there's so many benefits, um, you know, for mom and dad, but to really help you during that postpartum phase when baby's so small and you're unable to basically do anything, you know, right. so just having that balance, um, really, really important. But for me right now, my journey um, postnatally on my uh, maternal mental health, I feel much more grounded. I feel more, what's the word? I feel more like I'm just taking my time through motherhood. I feel like I've learned so much about myself and so much about what it means to me about just to be a mother Mm -hmm. and so much about trying to just like be able to look after my mental health, even whilst being a mother. I think that for me, it took a while because it doesn't come easy. But for me, it took a while to be like, okay, can have like, you know, days to myself a few minutes to myself do something that I enjoy go outside be with nature you know just allowing myself to feel and not feeling ashamed especially when I had days where I felt quite down I don't like to put labels on myself and say I have depression but I had down days you know down days and low days and those days are normal we always have that days like that you know um so yeah just being able to find that balance it's been it's been hard, but I feel that I'm at a point. I know as my son grows and when I have more children, mm-hmm. it's going to change. But I'm like on this journey of like trusting myself and trusting my divine feminine and trusting that I am safe outside and inside as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking after my mental health has been it's been it's been needed. Yeah. <laughs> it's been much, much needed for myself. Um So, yeah, I'm just going to. Yeah, so. I love hearing you talk about the the baby baby wearing experience, you know. Yeah. I love hearing everything, (laughs) particularly the baby wearing experience Mm -hmm. and how how it was, how it was so important to you. You know, particularly as someone who'd had a C-section who hadn't expected to have one, um, because you're not only suffering or experiencing um, the after effects of what everybody goes through after they've had a baby, um, you're also going through digesting that your plan became something you were totally unprepared for. And then you've got your physical condition as well, which is a C-section is, is a surgery, it's scar. It's the abdominal surgery, yeah. Pain, you've got to look after your body. It's, it's a whole different level of taking care of oneself, you know, yeah. self-care. Yeah. And not being prepared for that is more of a shock isn't it so that that the way that you have connected to baby wearing is going to be obviously you know lots of people baby wear and it's amazing it's been around for hundreds of years thousands millions but the fact that it's so unique to you it's your it's very personal and it's also very unique to you you know the baby boy you know because that's a relationship you've got so it's, it's, it is, it's really yeah. special, really special. No, it's it's so like, babe, honestly, that has been like my number one, <laughs> my number <laughs> one thing that has helped me parenting just to look after my maternal mental health. And I, I feel like I, you know, I wore my son when he was about two weeks, started in a stretchy wrap as most people do, just literally only wrap I had. My mom actually gave me a wrap, but it was just one of them dodgy carriers. I still have it up to this day, but I don't use it. It's just there. One of those like saggy ones. But, that, like, yeah, it's, saggy it's called, yeah, it's just a strange one because the thing with carriers, you just have to be mindful because of the positioning and stuff like that. But I just felt, 
yeah I just didn't it didn't connect with me and when I had my stretcher up I was like wow this just feels maybe it's because it was softer probably because it was a little bit more and he was little softer on, as well he was yeah and he was yeah yeah he was a little in a in a can they have to be yeah. really you have to really kind of wrap them on you literally but not literally. too suffocating no. <laughs> <gonna balance> it. <laughs> yeah yeah you have to balance so I just found the stretch you out just even as you said on my scar as well just comfortable I didn't feel uncomfortable even though you know two weeks in I was still not able to like stand up straight but at least I was able to carry my baby like and be hands-free you know so I just felt that for me on my healing journey whilst just healing from you know abdominal surgery was really calming and I just felt like I just felt like wow this is a this is honestly amazing and baby Wayne has taught me so so much as I said it's a beautiful I like to call it art form that has been around for years yeah and it's like you know we're we're carrying people we're carrying like humans you know and it's natural and it just it came so natural for me and it came at such a good point as well um where I needed it you know where I needed it especially just to help me with my with my mental health and just navigating motherhood as a new mother <laughs> being sleep deprived and you know just trying to get on with the day you know yeah. um because I feel like as well motherhood especially when you are a new mom like baby is newborn you feel you feel a little bit all over the place and you feel like ah, oh, what is going on and some days it's like when do I have time to even go to the toilet to eat to do this to wash up and it's like ah, and baby wearing definitely gave me that like okay I can wear him and wash up and make like toast and make myself a hot drink and actually do something for myself without having not to feel guilty you know I think that's one thing as well we feel so guilty as mamas but it's like we have to you know we can't pour from an empty cup at the end of the day right we have yeah we can't it's like we have to be able to fill up our own cup first and then we can cater to our family because you have to have that balance you know it's it's so important so 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 important but yeah my my journey for now two years in is much better you know and um I'm feeling much more confident about a lot of things um just on my own healing journey on the learning unlearning that I've done um the growing that I've done as well and just like trusting myself like really trusting myself that's been my mantra <laughs> since I became a mom just trusting myself especially from my experience from my c-section um really trusting myself and really just being like okay I can actually do that mm-hmm. I can actually do this basically yeah. <laughs> you know no one's gonna stop me no one's gonna make me feel away I am safe you know I am safe with my baby as well and yeah. yeah trusting yourself but it takes time you know it does take time it's not an overnight thing. It does take time. But once you do the work, once you honor yourself, you know, it will get easier. It will get easier. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. And you yeah. know, when you're holding, when the baby's just been born, obviously they're very, they don't want to be away from you. And we don't want to be away from baby, even though obviously we have to function. Mm-hmm. The, the beauty of the baby carrying and baby wearing is that baby is close to us the whole time. Um, so. And it's straight to sleep. Usually it's enormous comfort, isn't it? As soon as you wrap them on your chest, that's yes. it they're asleep within minutes seconds um you like know. less than five minutes you know <laughs> less than five minutes and yeah. they don't cry they don't have time to cry because no. when they wake up they see you there yeah so yeah. they just want maybe a bit more milk okay that's cool we can deal yeah. with that you know I've just done the same thing right now he's just woken up <laughs> and now he just wants to have his milk and I just, back to sleep 
to come back to sleep cooking but he's asleep but that's an immediate comfort and that's a happy baby and a happy mommy I'm good you're good good. you know we've got our babies um it's a beauty and and I it's one of the things that I just I'm so happy you're an educator now because now hopefully inshallah lots and lots of people will be experiencing support from you so yeah it's amazing yeah thank you thank you so much yeah that's it's important thank you (laughs) that is it's so important and yeah it's just to be able to spread that knowledge as well and just you know I I say baby wearing is part of mental health it's part of well-being because it does help a lot it does help a lot a lot a lot and just being able to cater for mother's need and baby's need as well you know it's it's important it's important but yeah mental health it takes time but it's worth working with it and working on it and yeah just honoring yourself on the journey as well I think for me as well the tools that I I have used I'll just share a little bit um one of them being journaling (laughs) that has been I've been journaling for a few years but I feel like I've been taking it seriously since this little guy's been born (laughs) so nearly two years ago and um yeah journaling has been really therapeutic for me just being able to like write it down I always say there's different ways to journal because I know a lot of people do not have the time or they don't enjoy writing so other ways that you can journal is literally like voice recording like just recording your voice that's a really good way and such a simple way as well you can do videos as well I like to do that too literally like I like to call them little therapy videos I'm not talking to anyone I'm not going to send them they're just there I, literally I can say whatever I want <laughs> that's really good as well and then of course we have writing it can be long writing it can be short writing on post-it notes but just being able to express you know um and then a major one as well second one in my top one is movement 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 I am an advocate for moving moving however you feel comfortable like however you feel comfortable I will never ever force anyone to dance or do yoga or do something that they they don't their body doesn't really understand I think you have to find movement within yourself and remember movement can come in different ways as well walking running dancing jogging doing yoga doing other forms of exercise just really moving because a lot of the times when we need answers a lot of the answers are inside of our body you know we hold a lot in our body as well and by moving it we'll be able to just shift some emotions open ourselves up and just yeah just feel really safe within um our body as well a third one that i'll share as well a third tool and something that's been helping me a lot actually just when i have anxious feelings or when i feel overwhelmed So that is using cold water. So there is a thing called cold water therapy. And we did discuss this in the clubhouse as well. (laughs) Cold water therapy. So I actually, so there's two ways that you can do this. Um, So the first way, the first thing that you can do, and very easy, save money as well, literally ice cubes, a bowl and water. That's that's all you need. (laughs) So what I do with that is I dip my whole face, close your eyes whilst you do it, being very, very careful as well. And you just dip your face in the ice cold water, however long you want. I try to do it for about 30 seconds. You can do it as many times, 10 rounds if you want, come up. And I'm telling you, you feel a difference, like a breath of fresh air. I haven't done it in like a week since I've come back from my trip, but I've been using my second option I'm going to mention, which is an ice roller. So this is really good actually for like busy mums, busy dads that just don't have the time to like physically do the bowl thing. 
literally you get a roller i got mine on amazon um and it's just an ice roller put it in the freezer take it out and you just literally roll and that as well for me on days like if i don't have time for myself in the morning and my little man wakes up i just use that it's just it's just nice and simple but i've i've found so much beauty in using like just water like especially cold water but just like water in general um just as a healing practice as well and just to really help with any anxious feelings that I feel. It just really calms my nervous system down. Um, and that's another important thing, just healing the nervous system. So with our nervous system as well, we have our sympathetic and we have our parasympathetic. So a lot of us live in some survival mode, which is our sympathetic nervous system. But a lot of us need to be in our parasympathetic. So parasympathetic means it's just, it's low. <laughs> it's calm, it's relaxed. I mean, yeah, doing, you know, breathing techniques, just simple things to relax you, cold water therapy, perfect for just bring you back into that state. So as I said, there's so many tools that you can use and just finding what, what you enjoy as well, doing something out of your comfort zone as well, doing something new is perfect too. But I feel like it's just really important to find out what suits you and what you like as well because there'll be some things that you like and then there'll be some things that you don't but yeah those are just three things that I wanted to share with you all just if you wanted to try just for some tools for support as well but there's so much things out there too so much things as well (laughs) so yeah thank you so much Shan I was listening so carefully and what you were saying resonates with what basically what you said at the beginning of the podcast about how um, this week's, no, this year's um, Maternal Mental Health Awareness Week is focusing on um, t- uh, touch. Is it touch or is it, what was the word? Mm. It begins with R. Connection, the power of connection. Yeah. Connection. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. this idea of like how we connect, you know, not only, you said yourself, not only how we connect with our, our friends and our loved ones, our children, mm-hmm. but also ourselves. Such so um such a like interesting concept so I'm really intrigued by something that I hear a lot in the birth world I think it's Mm. coming from a trauma-informed response um Mm. process um I am becoming very interested in trauma-informed um stuff recently so um Mm -hmm. hopefully doing yeah we'll be doing a course actually this year in May um called Tide um, which I can put some information about probably at the bottom of the podcast. Yes. But it's yeah. it's it's this idea of what you were saying about how you you're breathing and how people ask, I've heard people asking one another, when you felt the way you did in your reaction or um, emotion or state or however you were feeling, where did you feel it in your body? Where did you locate it? And I think that's so interesting because a lot of us have become desensitized. Like you're talking about the two parts. We become desensitized. Like we talk about a systematic form of a system that we live in, society in general, um, maternity system, um, healthcare system, you know, even birth itself. If we're not doing it the way we want to do it, (laughs) it can become very systematic and we can become detached as a form of um, trauma response almost to a survival. We say that's the body. And this is me. So we detach ourselves from our body to be able to endure what we're going through because we don't die, we survive. 
and what doesn't kill us makes us stronger so we mm-hmm. to in order to survive what we go through some of us maybe all of us subconsciously detach and come back and that's when it's a delayed response to trauma sometimes and it can often be misdiagnosed if we go in the system with our symptoms they can say well you've got postnatal depression you've got such and such such and such when it may actually be a delayed trauma post-traumatic stress response I don't even like the word disorder because it's so negative it's like normal or you know it's not a disorder (laughs) someone who's been through trauma is not disordered you know it's not their fault they're a victim yeah yeah. how we deal with it ourselves is a is what was key right now and this is why I'm so interested in your work because you Mm -hmm. take you take or talk, you encourage others in your own, like Kemi always says about you. I'm sure Kemi won't mind me mentioning you because she praises no. you your, your autonomy yeah. and your healing. You took control. You take control, Shan. That's what I'm so yeah. interested, you know, in your way of doing, you know, what you do is you're in charge. You're one person. Mm-hmm. You're doing it. You know, you are Zen with Shan. You are constant, yeah. consistent, and mm-hmm. you're message is the same but you do you do practice what you preach you don't stand there and say do this do this you are doing it and it's like this is what I'm doing because I needed it guys it's not because I'm doing it because I'm trying to sell it to you or market it I needed this I found this was the way I could do it so I'm just showing you to share because I want everyone to I just got love you know I just want to share with you what I've been through and Mm -hmm. that's the beauty of it it's so authentic and genuine um and I wanted to ask you about um, that 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 feeling. Where the do you ask your clients and mm. you know yourself? Do you ask where it's located? Because some people will have a complete. They might not be able to. They might be numb. They might mm. not be able to locate. Like I don't know. I don't know where I'm feeling that. Like you know, like mm. they might. That's it's a long journey, isn't it? Like a healing journey. Yeah. yeah. Reconnecting yeah. with your body and your pain, mm-hmm. and that pain yeah. could be from years ago. Um, it creeps up it can it stays with you and that is the crazy thing about trauma and like going through stuff in life it literally lives within you know our body holds so much there's a book called the body Body keeps Keeps the score score. i haven't read it yet have you read it oh my god don't tell me (laughs) i'm not gonna say a word but yes (laughs) <laughs> it's a good book recommended yeah yeah Body keeps okay yeah, I have it on my iPad it's there because I actually was going to buy it the hard copy but I found it online I was like okay yeah, yeah, we're going to yeah. keep it here once I've finished my two books yeah, we're going to be like yeah. yeah you read yeah but I've heard that book is amazing yeah. and I haven't read it but I've heard some really good things about it and it just reminded me of our body does keep that yeah. and even as you were saying like where I I feel it so for me, yeah. a lot of the times I feel like I, I notice things. I notice things when I'm breathing, like when I'm in stillness, that's, that's like for me, the only time I notice things. I'm, I'm a very like, what's the word, productive person and I can get things on under pressure very easily, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a good thing and a bad thing. Um, <laughs> I just try and balance it out, if you know what I mean. But when I'm in stillness and I do try and encourage that to my clients when I'm teaching and a lot of times it, it happens in meditation. Mm. It happens when we li- listen to sound as well. Different frequencies, different hertz. Um, because when you're breathing, I feel like your your body's just able to kind of shut down. And then you're able to really be like, okay, where feels that tension? You know, it's like someone bringing up like a story from the past and you get like niggly, I don't know, in your shoulder. It might, you might just have some tension in that area. So breath, 
breath I feel it a lot and again I try and do that with my clients and yeah a lot of the times they feel it when they're breathing I do like to incorporate those things those moments should I say um during meditation I feel like meditation is, is a great way to just like be like where where do I feel tension or where where do I feel connected to right now because you'll be able to find the answer just just by using the power of your breath literally just by using the power of breath yeah Mm -hmm. you said and in the clubhouse you did say that you talked a lot about breath and breath yes yeah (laughs) and even that latest video you put on um up on your account actually everyone go and check it it's so beautiful by the time they listen to this it might not be the latest one yes (laughs) it's one where you're wearing um chronics t-shirt yes and it's even a chronic oh yes yes, as well i think (laughs) yes i am a huge chronics fan (laughs) no chronics but you know it's so nice because you when you're moving you can see i can see your breathing yes yes breathing Mm -hmm. is is actually in your movement it's it's uh in what's the word it's it's basically connected <laughs> so this yeah, like connected. connection That's again it. yeah you're connected yeah. to yourself it's so beautiful and now your baby mm-hmm. boy is connected to you too because he moves same way <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> he does he's doing actually he's taking, yeah. he's moving with it it's just so gorgeous he for sure has my genes for movement because he nice. he's not scared of moving which is so beautiful because even now as he's growing he's watching me do yoga mommy go on my mat or yeah, he's watching me too. do those yeah. things literally <laughs> and he's just copying he's me and I'm like this he's is amazing as well I've heard him singing mm. yeah you've heard him singing as well yeah. He's got so yeah he's music. everywhere yeah. it's really lovely yeah. really lovely Thank you. so beautiful Thank and that you. other part of the motherhood as someone from the outside in the audience as it were yeah, I can yeah. see your motherhood in action I can see you with your Thank baby you. in in mm-hmm. there is a word in harmony you're in harmony yes that's what I was harmony, trying to find yeah. <laughs> it's so um fluid it's like water it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just it's yeah. lovely it's really lovely you, you you look like a choreographer you have like choreography um yeah characteristics you thank like, you mm-hmm. I haven't I am a choreographer I haven't choreographed in a long time but okay. yeah. yeah you, you, look, is, you look like one yeah. thank you <laughs> thank you it's been it's been a while it's been a long time that's another (laughs) little cake that's another one in the in the pipeline yeah something else it's it's yeah I I would love to do something in the future my last thing that I done was called positive vibrations it's actually on my youtube so if anyone would like to probably we might link it down below because that was a really fun video and even creating that I done it at a time where I wasn't in the best mind frame and the best part of my life and I was going through a lot of things Mm. and I remember creating that and naming it positive vibrations because I was just like I need something positive in my life I'm a huge um, advocate for reggae music my family are Caribbean from the West Indies so I've listened to it all my life so creating that was like yeah it was like my little baby so we'll, we'll yeah I'll, I'll share it with you Amy so yeah, yeah. if Brilliant, you would like yeah. to watch whoever's listening because it, it yeah it makes you smile <laughs> yeah. it makes you smile watching that yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely yeah um, and then one more thing I wanted to mm-hmm. um, mention was the um yes when you I mean obviously for client confidentiality you don't have to share anything specific about clients but this is a general question with regards to your work and what you do and your client audience people you Mm -hmm. have worked with when you focus on breathing exercises so obviously as a Muslim we don't we from my perspective I wouldn't meditate as such but I pray and I make Mm -hmm. dua yes making dua is our way of communicating with our create with the creator Mm -hmm. so it's a kind of form of what some people might consider meditation but prayer in general is you know it's when you're in that sort of 
you really think about your existence very carefully and yeah, how you're here yeah, yeah. and mm. who created and who is the creator and your form of ibadah worship so mm. it's kind of similar but the idea that mm. I've come quite conscious of is breathing as well especially when it's mm. quiet when there's no noise when the kids are asleep at night and I'm making my last prayer of the day Isha the night yeah, prayer, yeah. then I'm very conscious of what I'm doing and how I breathe and yes. have you ever experienced when you're kind of working with a client and they're doing breathe breath work and they actually maybe in the beginning or maybe even later down the line do they ever break down emotionally like cry yeah during yeah. that um, yeah, yeah I've actually had wow I think yeah working with people because I used to work people on not in person but I've converted my business online um just because of pandemic <laughs> mainly yeah. and just having my son as well but yes that that has happened I've actually had people fall asleep <laughs> like I've yeah I can kind of tell when someone falls asleep due to meditation and you know I am one of those teachers I never ever ever force people and I always give people space yeah. um so for me in those moments I have to like give people time and a lot of times when people break down or just have just, a, you know, I like to put emotional moment. I just like to give them space. That's, that's all I can do. Mm. Um, give them space, hold space for them and yeah. just tell them it's, it's okay. Mm. Like emotions are normal and emotions can come up, especially whilst you're moving um, throughout my yoga classes. It's happened with clients. It can come up in any situation, you know, but we have to remember as humans, like emotions are okay and they're important, but just to, hold space for yourself whilst it happens you know because it's normal it's normal human behavior but yeah it has happened and for me it's just about holding space just listening in hearing in not rushing things with, with that person and just letting them know that I'm here you know I am I'm here you know but it's it happens it happens you know and it's bittersweet when it happens because it makes me feel emotional um and I have to you know I'm the teacher so I can't be emotional and I don't want to be because I'm here to hold space um but yeah just really listening in really listening you know we're not no one is perfect and if you show emotions you're just a human you're just a loving person you know that's all it is that's what it is but yeah no it does it does happen it does happen yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, even myself I've, I cry sometimes through meditation you know yeah it's just letting go just releasing you know yeah, yeah. just releasing yeah I, mm -hmm. I cry in prayer yeah, sometimes yeah. and it's very profound um and there is actually a hadith about it that the person mm -hmm. who cries in prayer so there's a great very great sincerity about it um yeah. but I always feel so much better afterwards you know like it's not obviously every day but there have been times in my life when I've you know I didn't know I didn't expect to pray I'd cry I started praying yeah. and then suddenly you become overwhelmed because it's um mm -hmm. Allah knows best Allah knows why but the emotion just comes through because a lot of the things we hold we hold we hold and we don't talk about it because in nowadays society we don't have we don't have community we don't have trusted beings around us we don't have safe spaces so women have become very much resolute and it's become this kind of well done you know because you're you know basically being resilient and surviving with nothing it's like seen to be this trophy award and traditionally it shouldn't have been it should have been nurturing time and relax yeah. yourself and postpartum mm -hmm. period um, I think something we should look out for. I just want to finish on a. I know that you know mm -hmm. both of us have probably got to go in a minute. Um, but I just wanted to say, Shan, something to look out for for the future. Because I've been, 
um, working alongside various sort of active groups and community, I can't say what, mm -hmm. but different things. Mm -hmm. There have been things that have come up recently about maternal mental health and how maternal, you know, women, and obviously there mm -hmm. will be birthing people as well in hospitals, they're experiencing yes, this, yes. Um, yes. but they are being assessed when they leave, they will be, it's a pilot scheme. So they're going to be being assessed when they leave hospital after having had a baby. Um, I don't know quite yet if it's all people, but there is definitely a pilot scheme for loss. So anyone who has a loss, not that's not yes. a neonatal loss. That's not yes, like still yes. sadly. It's more yes, yeah. at the very beginning and like early, early miscarriage mm. loss. They're yeah, going to be yeah. automatically referred to clinical psychologists. Yeah. Um, so we run the risk of people being, for want of a better word, misdiagnosed with yeah. mental health. Um, yeah, conditions. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to say disorders. So these people who have just had a baby and we know that the hormones drop. Let's talk about the yeah. body, the physiological aspect yes, of birth, yes. loss. Yeah. Your body mm -hmm. goes through a hormone drop. So when yes. you've had that hormone drop, you haven't got a baby on your breast to be, you know, dealing with your all the other kind of like hormone balances that would when you've naturally mm -hmm. got the baby coming and, and you've got yes. the contractions to reduce the size of your uterus and you've got the oxytocin and you've got the prostaglandins, you've got all sorts of things going on. None of that mm -hmm. is going to happen because your hormones are just going to be just, you know, at a loss, yeah. not knowing what to do. Your body with, and, and every every person is different. Every person is going to react differently. But they're all going to unfortunately be put into this category of a clinical psychological yeah. assessment. Um, Jenna from Psych Tribe Psychology just mentioned her. Oh, yeah. She's someone yeah. to look out for, guys, on yes. Instagram as well, because she has yes. quite a lot of information, hot topics. She also does, I believe, still um, contribute to the NHS as well. So she works for the NHS too, yeah. Yeah. as well as privately. Yeah. She and I have spoken mm. a little bit about this, but she's definitely somebody who people can refer to for like clinical psychology. Yes, um, yes info but i just yeah. know that this is something that is going to be on the rise and that people mm. are technically being um pathologically kind of categorized instead of yeah. being understood but sometimes misdiagnosed as right. well and just put a label on because mm. they act in a certain way and you know not being because you know we have to be so mindful about these you know i know these things are not, are there you know bipolar disorder d depression the anxiety is real but sometimes it is kind of pushed on women, like you have this, you know, and all all we need as women is just that support. That's all it is. And someone to listen to properly and not ignore us, you know? Totally. So, um, yeah. You know um, what? There's um there's a Johnny Depp and Amber Heard um, court yes. case going on right yes, now. Yes, I've been, yeah, yeah. And I don't, I'm not on either side, obviously. I used to love no. Johnny Depp back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Films and <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, you know, and yeah. they are humans. <laughs> They are people with yes. private lives and that's their yes, business. Yes. But it's become very mm -hmm. public. And Amber Heard recently got um, diagnosed as having histrion histrionics and, you oh. know, a couple of other, which is a, a unique um, mm. mental health condition that only yeah, women can yeah. have because hysteria, the hysterical woman being the yes, womb, yes. hysterium, the womb, um, is exclusive to women. And we know about rites of passage. We know about... Yes you know, with Rachel Reed, we know about these things, how women for years have been labeled as whatever they are. Um, yeah. It's so easy to, to label a woman. Now I'm no feminist, <laughs> but I mean, this mm -hmm. is again, another flag. 
it's just a little thing I mentioned here while we're on this platform that these yes, yes. people could look out for and that we as yeah. conscious people in the birthing world, the birth world, we need to come together yeah. in our our little tribe, our community yeah, and create yeah, yeah. safe spaces, support systems. Yeah. So yeah. if you find you're in need and you feel you've got some, you know, maybe some trauma that's never been dealt with, or you're even just intrigued by what you've heard from Shan today, get in touch. Like she said, she doesn't offer a complete, you've got to take everything she does in one foul swoop. She says, yeah, you know, yeah, take what yeah, you like, yeah. if you pick and choose, if that's for you, cool. If it's not, don't worry. Yeah. But you know, she's very flexible and accommodating. Yeah. And yeah. you know, get in touch because yes. that's what we need. We need authentic, Definitely. caring um, members of the community. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Amy. you. So, so appreciate. Thank you for having me. It's been, it's been beautiful just being here and talking to you, your amazing, amazing platform, which is so needed. And just so I'm just so proud of you just for having this amazing Likewise. space. It's, mm-hmm. it's important and you're doing such amazing and beautiful work, you know, and whoever's listening, I hope, you enjoyed today's conversation and you would you took something from it as well and i'll just share with also before we go where you can find me yes. um so amy will put it down below but i have a website so yeah on my website you'll be able to just find out a little bit more about me so my website is www.zenwithshan so that's all in one no spaces.com www.zenwithshan.com and I am also Zenushan on all platforms. I'm on Instagram and I'm also on my second account, which is my motherhood, real life motherhood and baby wearing account, which is Zen Free Motherhood. And then Zen Free Shan on YouTube as well. And I also have a Facebook account as well. So yeah, you can find me on there too. You send me all your yes, all the links. I will. And I'll I, will I will. I will. Because um, I will. It's, yeah, it's really lovely. People will be able to. Yeah, no, that's fine. Thank you so much. It's Thank been you amazing. for taking the time. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Amy. So that's a wrap for today's podcast. But Jazakallah Thank you for everyone who attended to come and listen. And it's, yeah, it's there and available for everyone to pick up if you know you want to listen again. Um, but yeah, from me for now, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.